Welcome to the Grow Your Business podcast. Listen in as we discuss all things business, growth, and marketing with business owners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs. And now, here's your host, founder of Roundhouse, the creative agency, Saul Edmonds. Oh, hi, everyone, and welcome to the Grow Your Business podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Greg Pritchard from BNI around the topic, making word of mouth marketing work for you. Greg, how are you on this fine morning? Mate, great. It's a uh, sunny day outside, even though we are, of course, both inside, but uh, <laughs> we can look up and appreciate what it could be if we weren't actually talking on this podcast. It is It is a fine morning. It's actually quite fine outside. It's nice and warm and um, it's a lovely day. But And what better day to talk to you, Greg, about this fantastic topic? <laughs> Excellent. I, I'm just going to move to the edge of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Um, um, so before we get into the topic, I suppose I just um, for people who don't people who don't know you, um, which may be many people listening to the podcast, uh, could you just give everyone a bit of an overview of yourself? Give a, a snapshot about who you are, what you do, um, like in in your outside of BNI involvement as well, and also what you do with in BNI as well. Excellent. Okay. Uh, so, Greg Pritchard, my name, very long-term uh, leader and uh, expert in leadership behaviours. And uh, in around about 2012, I discovered B&I because um, someone said to me when I was starting up a business for myself for the first time, you need to join B&I. I didn't understand that, uh, that uh, suggestion at the time, but I went along willingly and, uh, and uncovered what it was. And, uh, and B&I turned out to be a connection on and the term Business Network International, a collection of local leaders, uh, local business people doing business um, in a fairly geographical sort of uh, location. Most people were you know, five to 10 kilometres or so. Their business was uh, from uh, where we used to meet. And all it used to be about is uh, business we're finding for each other, and, uh, and what we're doing to tell other people about what an ideal referral might well be. It seemed ideal for me at the time. Mm. Yeah. So is you, um, I guess also one of the other things like we've been, I, I'll I'm sort of say to everyone listening to, I've been a part of BNI now for, for quite a while too, like almost, I think it's almost uh, 10 years now. So we know a lot about BNI, but I guess there's many people that might be listening who don't actually know, what BNI is. So could you just give everyone a just a, a slightly more in-depth overview of what what the organization is? I mean touched on it just a little bit there, but just a little bit I'm sort of more if yeah. you would, Greg. Well let's let's go to your topic first and then I'll uh, I'll step back out to uh, BNI. I mean the topic you asked me to, to address was making word, word of mouth marketing work for you. Uh, yeah. you think about um, you know what word of mouth marketing might well look like on the ground and how someone might recommend you. Well there's there's only two ways that I can think of. One is through friendship and you know, blind loyalty to an individual. And the other is through actually experiencing something about that particular business, the services they, uh, they offer um, and the experience they can give someone who's, uh, who's been referred to them. Uh, and that's the place that BNI tries to adopt for itself. Um, uh, there are groups of people called chapters um, that populate various uh, geographic locations across Brisbane, across, uh, across the world, in fact. 
there are about nine and a half thousand chapters across the world. Uh, and, um, and the focus of those uh, chapters is to get to know each other really well in a business sense. So they can, in fact, recommend each other. So they can, in fact, say to their clients, here's a person that I know, that I trust, uh, who does exactly the work that you're looking for, and uh, I'll connect the two of you, and hopefully you can do business together. Uh, and it's, it really is as, as simple as that. It's the, the knowledge of each other's business services and the trust that comes from the experience of those business services creating referral business for people. Because if there was no, if that relationship didn't exist through B&I, it either wouldn't exist at all, or you'd have to be relying on some other list of people who you know, who you may or may not have developed trust in to make those referrals, because we have different conversations with our clients uh, sometimes. They're not about the services we provide, they're about who you know, and what are, who you can, they can connect you with. It just happens organically all the time. This yeah. is a way of doing it in a structured way that helps everybody. Yeah, and then I guess who you can obviously trust to trust being like a big part of it, right? Yeah, the trust is, is, is enormous. Uh, the thing that will happen sometimes in, in, uh, in a friendship or a like relationship or a distant business relationship, where do you lose track of that business over a period of time? Yeah. That doesn't happen with B&I because those businesses you're experiencing every week. You're talking to those people every week. You're offering up what your business does for their clients every week. Uh, and you're meeting with them to learn about their business every week. Yeah, I think that's a key point. Like that's a, and this is probably, you know, even me being doing it for a while, I think I only, you know, you kind of, I think most people obviously get the key principles of, of, of what it's all about and why it works and the things you were just saying then too. But one of the key things that I, you know, I feel, I feel more and more over time is, is kind of even more one of the primary things is that idea of consistency of, of, of having, you know, having that engagement every week because of, you know, partially because of what you said before too, like you, if you're, if you're building trust or you have a relationship with, with, with clients or other people, you don't necessarily always um, outside of some sort of structured arrangement of meeting up, you don't necessarily, you know, engage with them every week or on a regular basis really do you? I mean, that's probably the norm, I think, you know, in most instances, um, unless you're being really, you know, proactive and always contacting people, which once again, most people aren't, it's, that's kind of in many ways for me anyway, like the, the, you know, one of the real strengths of, of many in BNI is, is having that arrangement where you, you know, you're learning and you're understanding plus, you know, um, the obvious opportunities to receive leads from people who trust you. But um, yeah, that's always kind of, that's, um, what would you say about, um, just a quick question, just on, on that point, what would you say to people who um, experience BNI or who, who come across BNI, but who um, find it, you know, hard or don't particularly like the idea of having to meet every single week, what would you say to them? Like as, as a, you know, to sort of not to convince people, but to say, 
um, around what we've just been speaking about? What's the advantage of it? Well, there's, there's two specific things I, I would say. Uh, the first thing is BNI actually gives you an opportunity to do some work that you wouldn't do yourself. You wouldn't be able to do yourself. You wouldn't find enough referrals uh, for yourself. Uh, so take it from another perspective. If you turned up for, to, for BNI every week, and you are asking for referrals to the same types of businesses that uh, you always got referrals to, well, what would be the point of that? You're always going to get referrals to those anyway. Where BNI has a, as an advantage is that you can meet with people, you can talk about projects and why that's ways that you could work together. You could talk about your ideal referrals. You could talk about your dream referrals. Um, and you can take your business to the next level because some of your colleagues may be able to introduce you to people that you don't know. Example, um, I remember turning up at my chapter once and one of my colleagues gave me a referral to a business that I'd never heard of. I didn't know any of the leaders in that business. I didn't know the name of that business. Um, I didn't know what they did. Um, and so there was no way I was ever going to find that business myself because I wasn't looking for them. But mm. because I gave a... a uh, uh, an expression of what I was looking for earlier on. Others thought, well, is this the type of business that Greg would like to be introduced to? Let's find out. And that's mm. what they did. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, that's always um, sort of something too, when you, um, I mean, this is a no brainer, obviously for people who are in a BNI chapter or who've had experience, but for people, you know, listening, um, now, when when you're in a chapter meeting, like Greg was just saying, you're, you know, I guess you're educating people too about the sort of referrals you're looking for. But there is is that very, you know, sort of big element of then somebody listening to that, and then that I guess triggering something else like a, another path of you know of of thought which I mean, like you just said, is going to lead to something that you could really, you're probably never likely to come across um, yourself, right? You know, you're going to, you know, it's just going to, um, it is, and it's not really even right to say it's kind of a chance element. I guess there kind of is a part of it is like that, but it's very strategic still, isn't it? Like that, you know, the whole relationship is, yeah, and, I, and that's, uh, that's where I was going to go with my uh, second point. You can go into business and fail. You can go into business in, uh, in, and in B&I and still fail. Uh, the key to it is what are the relationships that you're going to develop, um, whether they're external to your business and external to B&I or in B&I, that will make your business work. Uh, it is a full participation activity, B&I. You get the best out of it uh, if you're putting your best effort into it, trying to understand other people's businesses and find great referrals for them so they will do the same thing for you. Um, you can't survive in business without relationships. BNI is a way to structure, develop, build relationships you never dreamed of. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I just from a personal point of view, I, I still, I guess when we first started, our business in what we consider now in, in retrospect to be it's sort of serious start. 
just also happened to, you know, not coincidentally, now in retrospect, be at the same time we joined BNI because it, it put, you know, outside of the things we've already been speaking about, it certainly put me in like a completely different mindset, not at that point, not really even, you know, having a clear idea of what business networking actually meant. You know, I was sort of generally knew, you know, you know, you're going to probably meet people and talk to them about things relating to business, but not really getting it like un, until you're there. But interestingly, what, what resonated for me when I first, like in that very first meeting, I still remember it very clearly outside of the, you know, the warm welcome and everything was how similar the general feeling and, and the formality of it was to being a part of a sports team. It, it felt it felt very much like that to me. So for me, like having a interest in in sports and different things relating, um, you know, to martial arts and other things, it was really similar. And so for me, I, it was you know, and this this may be the case with other people too. I don't know, but for me, that was certainly my experience. Was it had a real? It was very familiar straight away. So it made my transition into something that I thought was going to be, you know, I don't know what I thought it was going to be. I wasn't. I was a bit um. You know, I was like a bit ambivalent, but also a bit sort of suspicious about what it was going to mean. But then, of course, when I was in there, I was like, oh, it's just a group of people helping each other out, basically, you know, in a really structured way. And I was like, well, that sounds pretty good to me. So (laughs) and then like 10 years down the track, I'm still here. Yeah, and of course, you're not just helping out the colleagues around the table. You're helping out some of your customers too because uh, when they know you're connected to someone else who's also a great service provider for them, they're still they're talking to you even more. They're trusting you even more because you know people who can help them as well uh, as the service you provide. Mm, yeah, if you're going to, like I, there's um, the point, like our, our key topic, of course, being about, word of mouth marketing and, and and having it you know work for you i guess a part of that is um is going to be universally similar across different businesses but where do you see um i mean feel free to um to give some examples of different types of businesses here too but where do you see uh that idea of word of mouth marketing working in slightly different ways for different different people that join BNI well qualify this with saying that effort that relationship building is so important to where that might take you Um, but it happens in a number of ways Uh, so it happens in a volume sense there are plenty of people around in BNI who get 30 40 50, maybe even more percent of their business from their BNI colleagues. So BNI grows businesses. BNI, in fact, grows itself. In the last five months of COVID, BNI has grown the number of members. It's grown the number of the the closed business. So it's a unique and powerful relationship. Uh, It's a way of supporting each other, not only when times are good, but when times are tough as well, so that uh, you you can direct your business and direct your results in a particular way. It's a short-term response to something sometimes too. If you already know somebody that you um, like and trust, uh, well, it's a quick decision to, to make a referral and a connection for your, for your client to help them out of that uh, process. 
It helps also in, um, in sheer um, uh, peak referrals. Like I heard of a referral recently that um, topped uh, $50 million over three years. Wow. Uh, I know of several others that have been way over a million dollars. And, uh, and I know lots of people who get a six-figure referral income out of their BNI connections. I got other business happening, but uh, you know they've got six figures just coming out of B and I referrals. So that's a very strong relationship set. It's a very strong result that's difficult to walk away from. Um, and uh, staying there with those relationships, understanding what those dream referrals look like for your colleagues, can make an awful, uh, well, not, not an awful, a massive difference to someone's business. Yeah. In in the um, just a question. Uh, I guess about the more broadly the world, the the broader world of word of mouth um, sort of marketing, where B and I being you know really the I would say like one of the uh, original and most prominent of those. But when people an interesting topic that that always seems to crop up at some point, you know, when you're talking to either people around that topic, around BNI, is they'll say, well, you know, I, I was a part of, I was part of BNI, but it didn't, you know, work for me for certain reasons. And I joined this other group and uh, because of, of particular reasons. On, on that topic, what would you say is more unique and different about BNI? Um, you know, not, not, um, I don't like to um, specifically compare with other specific organizations, but it is kind of a key point for me too, because it does, um, it does highlight certain things about why somebody would or wouldn't join a BNI chapter in the first place. I think I'd simply answer that by saying when a visitor comes to BNI, um, the, the feedback that's different uh, after they walk out of BNI from walking out of other locations um, is they're impressed with the structure, the way in which everything is totally focused on business, and they're really impressed with the bit that happens at the end of the meeting uh, when people are actually far passing referrals to each other and talking about business they've closed uh, and activities they, they're planning with each other. That's the thing that universally is different from almost every other organisation. They happen to an extent. They happen through luck. They happen through people clicking, but they don't happen through structure. They don't happen through expectation. Uh, and they don't happen as frequently in any other uh, business organisation I know. Yeah, I think the testament to that is probably just the longevity of the organisation also, right? You know, it's been around for, because um, what is, uh, what's the current, um, is it, it's more than 35 years now, isn't it? Yeah, 30, 35 years plus, and it's yeah. grown every year. How many recessions or uh, economic downturns have we had over the last 35 years? Um, quite a few, and quite a few in, in different places in different countries, but still we grow. Yeah, it's, Actually, one of the things that, that I still always find it, you know, pretty amazing. And once again, this is, is one of those examples um, for me of, of the, the proof being in the pudding is you never see 
Um, unlike, of course, everywhere else, you never see any advertising for BNI because it's all it's all it all is it is all by the same method through word of mouth marketing. You never see you know ads for it anywhere, and I still still come across people all the time when I say I've been a part of a BNI chapter for you know X amount of years. And this is why it's great and so forth. And people are like, what's BNI? And then you forget that unlike other things, like they're not out there in on many of those traditional channels advertising in the same way. Like they're out there, of course, you know, there's a lot of content. You know, there's a lot of education. There's a lot of content out there, but it's not advertised in the same way. No, it's true. It's it's um it's a great undiscovered business secret, uh, B&I. Um, and yeah, it's a, it is a pleasure a bit, to see yeah. people discover it from time to time when they're it's actually brought along. It's true, yeah. Their face lights up. They can't believe what they're seeing. They yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It is. That's what. That's actually just. I was. That was even though when I was very new to business, like so many years ago, that was my experience because I remember my spe- specifically when we were, you know, thinking about new ways to get business and my wife had done research on, on business related things and had come across and it was at um, sort of Wellington point at the time. She said, there's this organization and, and this is what it's about. And I, you know, offhandedly uh, dismissed it as, <laughs> as kind of not wanting to, not wanting to do it. I was like, Oh, I don't want to do that. And I mean, I don't know why, of course, like, Thinking back, it's like, oh, there's so funny me thinking that. But then, of course, as soon as you go there, like, it, but that's a, um, uh, I'll just get you to, I'm sure your thoughts then too, I guess, on the importance of the, the actual experience. Because, of course, you know, me being then going, no, I don't like the idea of that. I don't want to go and, um, you know, talk to a bunch of people about this. I should be at home doing work. And then of course going there. And like you said, like it's just this sort of incredible secret that somehow, of course it's not a secret, you know, it's been around forever. Um, But then going, how did I not know about this? And I was forced to come here, but wow, I'm really happy that I was forced kind of to go there. Well, being successful in BNI means you've changed your behaviour. Um, you're reminded every week of some of the things you should be doing. And uh, may I say, I haven't seen any um, recent data, but whenever I had a look at data in the past, you know, the top three reasons for people joining BNI, number three was usually getting the business. Um, everyone loved uh, getting the business, but. Um, the the number two uh, was sorry that the other the other two were actually the business development that comes your way mm. from the the interactions you have with other people the way you learn to present uh, the way you learn to engage with uh, with other individuals uh, and then the other thing is just pure business knowledge um, you if you're in a particular business you've probably got some regular contacts with a pretty small number of people um, and some plenty of other contacts in, in a rarer sense with others. Um, sitting in a room with a bunch of professionals every week, every week hearing about the challenges that they're going through and the advice they're giving to their clients, 
uh, every week seeing someone present in detail about their business. There's an enormous amount of things that I've learned from uh, from BNI. In mm. fact, a, a perfect example is um, so much have I learned in the last five months during the COVID experience because I know what's happening for lots of different businesses. I'm hearing that. If I was reading the press or dreaming or some other sort of method of, uh, of trying to uh, find out what's going on, I'd have no idea of some yeah. of the things that I now know just because I'm interacting with business people all the time. Oh, totally. The perspective that, that you're, yeah, 100% right. The perspective that it gives you, I, I think is, is, is really unsurpassed because I've, I've never been able to think of really another scenario in business life or, or just in almost general life where you, you get such a, a broad, interesting, informative and also trustworthy perspective. It's not just from a group of strangers, you know, it's, it's, a, it's in, it's in that sort of, you know, team environment. And of course, for many people, like it becomes, you know, it's a, it's a place also, I mean, me included, like where you find, I mean, a friendship too, you make new friends, you know, and that's a, that's um, a probably like a natural part of, of that. I mean, for many people anyway, um, what do you, uh, what, well, actually I'll just get you to also share your thoughts too, just on, on that idea of, um, of, uh, you know, that exposure to people and business learning of one of the, the key sort of tenants of BNI being uh, lifelong learning. Um, Greg, could you um, share your thoughts about that? Well, there are a number of levels in it uh, within BNI. So I'll come back to the in-room experience, but uh, we have something called BNI University, uh, which has an enormous amount of, of information available to us. And for example, in the last uh, few months, while the, the COVID experience has been shared by all of us, um, there's a, been a builders, builder, sorry, a business builder series that BNI has promoted. Now, I'm not sure if I'm even up to date with the number of podcasts that are there. There are about 34 last time I looked of top flight speakers, uh, international speakers who are actually been running businesses. And one of the, one of the ones that sticks in my mind that, that I did listen to was, uh, was from um, uh, uh, Action Coach. Now, what's his name? Brad Sugars. Now, his advice for how we needed to approach and plan in the early days of COVID, just first class, first class advice. Many others uh, that, uh, that I've looked at in that way. So there's that, that we teach each other how to support each other. There are lots of training courses that are about being better at, uh, at B&I interactions and, uh, and some of the leadership roles. You actually get leadership experience uh, through B&I and get leadership training through B&I uh, as part of that process too. And then the in-room experiences and, the, uh, and the, the experiences when you get together, we always need to listen to um, accountants, uh, legal experts, financial planners, um, media experts, and, and many other insurance experts, but we don't listen to them enough, but we can listen to them every week in B&I about what's happening, what's changing, what's important. It's amazing the number of things that we hear, which we hear either here for the first time, or we hear them and we know them and we know we should be doing them, but we're not. So it's a, it's a great reminder uh, of how you need to change your behaviour to be at your best in business. 
Yeah, it's like having your finger on not only one pulse, but on like a range of different uh, sort of pulses across a range of industries I've always found. You get these sort of insights because you're right. I mean, like I, I'm I'm sure many people feel the same. Uh, the, uh, the same like in business is is often can be quite isolating so the thing i've i've certainly you know one apart from like many many reasons of sort of remaining in bni one of the key things that i always really like is just this there's a very simple thing it's it's the general idea that i always feel more comforted generally going to you know even when i'm tired in the morning i, I always like i always know i'm I'm going to have this general feeling of, of um, feeling like I'm not alone, you know, (laughs) in that there's other people who are going through similar things. There might be completely different industries, but you know, that's, that's not, um, you know, it wasn't one of the reasons why I joined BNI, but it's certainly become one of those things. Um, Obviously people that you like and trust too. It's nice to be around them, you know, every single week. Um, but also just that feeling like you're part of something a bit bigger that is, and, um, on like that, I guess, as a segue to, um, I'll just get your thoughts just to talk to people a little bit about the give is gain, um, philosophy of BNI2, if you wouldn't mind, Greg. Sure. Look, it's a fairly simple concept, um, if, uh, if you're out there working for others and, uh, and you're giving to them and their particular business, uh, then um, they'll, be, uh, they'll feel somewhat obliged to do the same for you. It's, a, it's a, almost like a quid pro quo, which used to seem like a good thing until the American uh, politicians started talking about quid pro quo. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's very reciprocal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, I've... Um, you know, I mean, that's a human thing, isn't it? You know, it's not just a BNI thing. Yeah, it's it's a great like they've, and they've been able to give it like a, a a good a good term too. But it's one of those universal things. If you're you know helping other people at first, you know, if you want to call it then karma or whatever term you want to put on it, you know, it's the same deal, isn't it? Like you you know, it's going to come back at some point. But you know, I think a key a key part of that is then not not necessarily having the expectation that that's going to happen like it's going to happen at some point and and the focus being on the fact that you're helping other people out you know it's a good thing so i work with a lot of um large and and medium-sized organizations and you can't succeed uh in any of those organizations without building relationships with others Um, the same is true if you're working by yourself uh, or just in a very small team, you cannot succeed without relationships with others. And whether they're uh, like occasional referral relationships or whether they're uh, just trying to help you, you rather client out in some other particular way, or whether you're doing it through B&I, you're a better person as in business when you know that you've got relationships that you can rely on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that this, the, the increased skill set in you know, whether it's um, learning how to speak publicly well or just general, I mean, our relationships, like is, is I think a really um, uh, sort of 
underrated thing um, sort of sometimes because the benefits are so huge. Like they, they, and you don't always realize them necessarily and until like some years down the track, but they're, you know, it's a really important part I find. What do you think? Like there's this, there's, uh, I think it was, I can't remember the exact quote by, I mean, a nice founder, Ivan Meisner about farming and hunting too, but I um, just want to share share your thoughts like in well i guess in bni and in business about that particular idea that being in bni and i suppose to some extent in business too should be more about farming um, sort of rather than than hunting look absolutely I, I don't think it matters what perspective you come from whether you come from a person in business a person in bni uh, a person utilising LinkedIn, a person utilising other aspects of social media, uh, you can't sell in your second sentence. Um, you actually need to build a relationship first. Yeah. It's the relationships that matter. Uh, it's the trust and knowledge about your, your referral services and your standards that actually really matter. Um, and so, yes, we're not hunters. We are farmers. We're relationship builders. Uh, and you can get lucky. And, uh, and get in for a couple of quick kills here and there in whatever aspect that you do. But that's not how you build a long-term business. It's not how you build a long-term membership. And it's not how you build long-term results. Yeah. Well, I suppose you could come at it from the point of view of, like, nobody likes to be hunted either, do they? No. Who likes to be know. hunted? I don't. Well, unless it's, of course, I mean, somebody who's, who uh, you, you like a lot. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> you know, but, but as, as a general idea though, it's not, it's not a, you know, that, that things that are being nurtured and can grow, you know, will grow sort of strongly and well over time. And that's the case with anything, especially relationships. I mean, that's just not even, even a business thing. That's also one of those other life things too. It's all about, all about relationships. Like you could go so far as to say that, really, I think. Well, I think also those people who are uh, trained hunters or believe they're great hunters, um, they've only been trained for a small percentage of the population. So there's there's this aspect about timing, you know, that, that magic cycle, you just happen to hit somebody up at the time that they're really looking for something. Uh, but, but also... Um, and the, the population that uh, are people who are just meet my criteria and I'll sign on the dotted line, they're only 20, 25% of the population at best. Everyone else expects that nurturing relationship, something that actually tells you something about the person and the level of trust uh, and gives you the certainty of the decision-making because you've done your investigations. Um, even a person who actually really, really, really needs something right now, who's not one of those instant criteria-based decision-makers, they're going to take their time. They're going to make sure that it's, it's good for them and good for those around them. They can explain it well to various other people. I don't feel pressured. I don't feel like that uh, they're being pushed uh, in, in a time frame that doesn't actually match them. Uh, so, yeah, hunters, you're, you're in a smaller area. It's like hunting in Africa at the moment. There's less animals. And uh, I can tell you the same thing as in the rest of the, the marketplace. Uh, those people who go directly out there and for a kill straight up, uh, yeah, you're shooting for a, a smaller market. You need to build and nurture and uh, and make relationships and make them work for both of you. Yeah, supply and demand, right? Here you <laughs> go. 
Yeah, and and yeah, I guess the thing is too, which is uh, interesting from a you know a digital, even from like a digital marketing point of view, is that people would have people you know often have you hear different arguments about what works and what doesn't work from a digital or like email marketing point of view. And there's, there's, you know, a lot of evidence, like even, even in that kind of sphere that I guess the digital simulation of what we've just been talking about actually works better because ultimately, you know, what, what we were just saying still even in that sphere works well if it's a you know either like a a long form piece of content that is you know talking to people you know in such a way to to inform them well about what they might you know need to know and still ultimately it's all about building trust i mean that's like a, a digital simulation of it and that's even the case with um with how all search engines actually work like it's, it's it's purely a digital simulation or sort of trying to simulate real world you know trust building there's um i think there's a there's an element of seo like search engine optimization which is um relates to how well you rank which is actually called uh trust flow like so it's 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 trying to simulate at like at at all, all parts of the experience, still what, you know, they know still works. There's about a building of trust. I mean, sometimes they try to obviously accelerate that. <laughs> try to like you know, speed up the trust flow sort of process. But, you know, it's, it's the same, same deal. Um, so a part of what, uh, just on, a, I guess, a more personal note with you greg like when you're um your your role in bni as a director consultant that's the right terminology now isn't it yes yes I yeah. So. yeah 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 director consultant yeah um so w- what do you actually do within say a chapter and um, for people listening what's you know, why do why do BNI chapters have a director consultant? Like, what's the purpose of of having someone like yourself there? Well, one of the the key factors is is just simply support and uh, someone there to help the group uh, as a sounding board go through whatever their challenges are as a group. Um, we always like to make sure that uh, people who are members are, are contributing members, and so. Uh, sometimes there are decisions around that um, membership renewals and the like that uh, that require a bit of support from the support director. Information. Um, I'll uh, I'll go to a, I'm going to a chapter tomorrow and I'll be doing a ten minute presentation tomorrow uh, about things that will help them focus on um, getting more visitors in the room and making some more referrals. Um, and uh, I also help with uh, training arrangements. And so in this year's uh, training cycle, I think it's the the, the treasurers uh, and secretary treasurers who who I'll be training for the national training that uh, uh, that comes up uh, reasonably uh, next month in fact um, so it can be happen happen a number of different ways but regular phone contact regular visit contact um, and and helping for the challenges that help that, that move the chapters forward um, 
when they're ready to, to work on the next thing and want to sound out somebody who, uh, who actually might have been through it before on the person who tries to help. Yeah, yeah. Is, is it correct to say, like, I've, I've, always, I've always viewed your role within um, a chapter to have, like, it's, it's got a certain coaching aspect to it, but it's also, like, it's, it's, it, it's, not, it's not quite that. Would you say that there's, there's a part of that that is, is true? Like, say, in, in the traditional sense, like, when I think of, say, a coach, if you're thinking about a sporting team, you know, coaches, there's, there is a part of that is strategy, but there's often, you know, like you were saying, there's, there's support, I guess, to facilitate people being able to be their best kind of selves, which there are anyway, but sometimes having another third party there to, you know, help with that process or just to guide where required, not to, I mean, I tell people what to do, but to help. Would you say that's a a, um, a way that you look at it? Absolutely. There's a very small number of things uh, that you might say I'm somehow involved in the approval process. Uh, but mostly it, it's coaching and supporting uh, the team to do the job they want to do for themselves and their members. Um, and I think if I'm looking after uh, three chapter groups, um, and you don't see them uh, with my imprint of what the chapter needs. You see them with uh, my support for what their own imprint is to make sure that we stay within uh, the BNI structures and guidelines and things that we know that work. That's one thing you learn from BNI over sort of 35 years. And yeah. with members giving suggestions, you learn what works and you want to keep people on track with what actually works. And uh, yes, coaching people in that direction very much is what the job's about. Yeah, yeah. I think that's... The that's that's an important point in relation to BNI and you do hear um uh the I guess the opposite point of view from people who find out the BNI probably isn't isn't for them is that idea of you know sticking to the um the systems and things that are put in place and I think that's like a quite an important point because like the fact is that whether anyone thinks sort of otherwise or not, like every chapter obviously has its own own personality too and its own group of people. But now those systems that have put it, have been put in place and have, have obviously evolved over time, they work for a reason, right? You know, it's because like they've, you know, it's not because, you know, it's just, it's just happened. Like, and, and they obviously have evolved a fair bit over time too. They've changed a fair bit, haven't they? Absolutely. And, uh, and one thing that BNI as an international organisation now, uh, one way it's different from the way it would, would have been, say, five years ago, uh, is that uh, better IT means um, better data. And, <laughs> yeah. and we can actually learn from uh, who are the best people in the world doing a particular function. So you mightn't be t learning totally locally. Uh, you might actually have some uh, important processes that, uh, that really help. So, for example... The leadership team, um, or the, uh, the chapter success program, as they called it, uh, that was learned out of what's happening in Germany, because Germany was getting, at the time that this was introduced, the best results. So people said, well, okay, what is it that Germany's doing that's, uh, that's somewhat different? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so that became part of oh, the yeah, I didn't know that. about why things happen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's, and that's right, isn't it? It's like there's, there's a, a certain sort of crowdsourcing aspect 
to that too. And you've got like a really large group of people. There's like an element of, of, of having a certain amount of data and there's going to be a lot of things that are, are common across you know, regions worldwide that you'll probably see repeated too, which I guess in its own way is important because it can affirm, you know, things you've already thought work well and you see it repeated and you go, well, um, yeah, that makes it even more relevant. But like that, that point too, their environment may have been like their business environment is like a little bit different for whatever reason. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting actually, because I hadn't really, I not really considered that, but that's an obvious, obvious one with such a big organization. And like you said, the, the systems that they've got in place now online for managing, um, you know, data and information gives people, you know, a, a lot of very clear insights really, doesn't it? Mm, absolutely. If something's happening, it's happening in one place better than anywhere else in the world. Got the opportunity to ask, well, why is that? Yeah, there's always a reason. Yeah, it's never, it's never, uh, I mean, there may be chance elements that influence things, but generally there's always a very specific um, reason why. And then that's, I mean, that's, that's exactly the reason why, interestingly, um, when you do digital marketing, one of the strengths of that is being able to analyze is, is obviously the doing of it is important. That's key but the analysis of it gives business insights too, not just like marketing insights. It gives insights into how things are run. And, and that's, that's, you know, it's exactly the same thing. But as, as we, um, I guess, as we get towards the end of the podcast, Greg, I'll just ask you at this point, if you wouldn't mind, if you'd be so kind to, um, to give us a relevant quote, a quote that you like, that you feel is, is really relevant you'd like to share with everyone? Well, I'll just uh, go to the one I picked out since you uh, mentioned this one. It's one of Ivan Meisner's, and I'll, it's yep. a long one, so I'll, I'll read it slowly. <laughs> First, you have to be visible in the community. You have to get out there and connect with people. It's not called net sitting. It's not called net uh, eating. It's called networking. You have to work at it. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a beauty. I like that one. Um, so as we're wrapping up now, once again, thanks so much like, for coming on, Greg. It's been really great. And um, would you be able to share with everyone like the best way, I guess, um, for people to get, like either in touch in touch with you or BNI in general, if someone's listening and they and they want to you know explore things a bit more or just generally learn more, like where would they go and how do they get in contact? All right, for me, pretty easy. Uh, LinkedIn is probably the the best uh, way to find me. I'm Greg Pritchard One on LinkedIn, so uh, pretty easy to find. The me the one and only. <laughs> Uh, there are many more, but they are slower than me, I think, maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I've got the Greg Pritchard one. Uh, for B&I, just B&I.com. Um, it doesn't seem like very much, but B&I.com will get you to uh, a website and you can start making geographical uh, inquiries from that point on. Yeah, that's exactly right. So with that in mind, that's actually it for today, guys. Thanks so much for listening into our podcast. 
Before we go, please leave your feedback as well as any suggestions for topics you would like us to discuss in future episodes. Thanks again for listening to the Grey Business Podcast and we'll see you again soon. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Grow Your Business. Have a great day and we'll see you next time here at the Grow Your Business Podcast.